This is AutoLine Daily, the show dedicated to enthusiasts of the global automotive industry. Many U.S. corporations are coming out against new laws that restrict voting. Delta Airlines and Coca-Cola made headlines when they opposed new laws in Georgia, which they say limit voter access. Now, General Motors, Ford, and Stellantis are getting in on the action. Mary Barra, Jim Farley, and Mike Manley put out a statement yesterday publicly opposing proposed laws in Michigan that would restrict voter access. And it wasn't just the automakers. The CEOs of suppliers signed it too, including American Axle, Continental, Magna, Penske, Borg Warner, Continental Structural Plastics, Lear, and Bosch. A bunch of non-automotive companies also signed it. The Republican leader in the Michigan Senate who introduced the new laws say they're going ahead with them anyway. But with so many business leaders publicly opposed to it, you have to wonder if these new laws will actually be enacted. After all, those corporations are a major source of political contributions. Well, here's a bombshell. According to Business Insider Germany, Tesla tried to hire current Volkswagen CEO Herbert Dice to be its chief executive officer back in 2015. Elon Musk even had a contract drawn up for him to sign. Obviously, Dice declined the offer, but the report doesn't explain why. Instead, he joined VW in 2015 after leaving BMW in 2014. But this shouldn't be too shocking since both CEOs obviously admire each other. Last year, they test drove both the ID3 and Model Y together. Also, Elon Musk has stated he doesn't want to be CEO at Tesla forever, so at some point, he's going to have to step down from that position. Say, is Ford setting up a new subsidiary in China without a Chinese partner? Sure sounds that way. You remember Tesla was able to set up in China without having to go along with a Chinese partner because it only makes BEVs. And it looks like Ford wants to do the same thing. Ford China just established what it calls the BEV division that will do its own R&D, manufacturing, and sales of electric vehicles. And it's going to start off by selling and making Mustang Mach-E's in China direct to consumers, not through dealerships. And what's so fascinating about this is we always thought Ford decided to make the Mach-E in Mexico because it has a free trade agreement with China. We thought Ford would export Mach-E's tariff-free to China and get a ton of volume in its Mexican plant. But it looks like Ford has much bigger plans with the BEV division, and making EVs in China without a Chinese partner is part of that plan. And speaking of Ford, it's going to launch its Level 2 hands-free highway driving system later this year called Blue Cruise. If you thought it was called Copilot 360, that's what Ford calls its entire suite of ADAS hardware and software. But 2021 F-150s and Mustang Mach-E's with the Copilot 360 Active 2.0 prep package will be able to get the feature via an over-the-air update. The system will allow drivers to go completely hands-free on more than 100,000 miles of highway across North America. It also features a driver monitoring camera in the instrument cluster, which is the same place it uses to provide text and blue lighting cues to help communicate with the driver. Future enhancements, like lane changing, 
could be added down the line. Blue Cruise will cost $600 to unlock, but it's part of a nearly $1,600 package in the F-150 and $3,200 package in the Mach-E. Automated and autonomous driving are important developments that help make the traffic of the future safer, more efficient, and more comfortable. We are ZF. The world is changing at an ever-increasing pace. No matter what the mode of transportation, there is always the need for an efficient propulsion system. And that's exactly what Borg Warner has been doing since the earliest days of the automotive industry. Unfortunately, it looks like Hyundai's slick new Steria van will not be coming to the U.S., but we've got more details anyway. It will be offered in two variants, Steria and Steria Premium. As the latter's name suggests, it will have a more luxurious look and feel to it. This is best highlighted by the tinted brass chrome accents around the exterior and the second row premium relaxation seats. But for those times you need to move stuff instead of people, there's enough cargo space for three European pallets. Power comes from either a roughly 175 horsepower, 2.2 liter diesel engine, which will be the only option for Europe, or a 3.5 liter V6 that makes about 270 horsepower. The diesel can be paired with a 6-speed manual or 8-speed automatic, while the V6 only gets the automatic. No pricing yet, but the Steria goes on sale in select markets in the second half of this year. Well, the auto industry just can't seem to catch a break. First, it was the chip shortage that's disrupting production. Now, rubber supplies are running low. Bloomberg reports there's several factors leading to the shortage. Congestion at ports is disrupting natural rubber from being shipped. Stockpiling by China, which snapped up rubber when prices were low last year, plus drought and disease that's harming rubber trees. Because of that, suppliers are buying what rubber they can, but that's causing prices to spike. Back in February, natural rubber prices hit a four-year high of $2 a kilogram. One CEO at a rubber company expects the price to reach as high as $5 in the next five years. That's because supplies can't easily be replenished. Rubber trees need seven years to mature, and producers can't adjust quickly enough to meet the demand. It's not affecting the OEMs at the moment, but suppliers are feeling the crunch. Automakers are getting some help with that chip shortage, though, but not immediately. Intel pledged to start making semiconductors for the auto industry within the next six to nine months. It says it's in talks with suppliers to get the components it needs to make them. Automakers in the U.S. are estimated to build 1.3 million fewer vehicles this year, due to the shortage. Honda unveiled the new Civic this morning, or at least it's officially letting us look at the exterior sheet metal, which Honda calls a, quote, sporty new look. That's it as far as the details go, and they only released this one picture. And now you know as much as we do about it. The new Civic goes on sale later this summer. Coming up next, John thinks all this talk about abandoning just-in-time production is crazy. We want to know what drives your testing. 
OTA, Connected Car, Diagnostics, Remote Testing, Intrepid Control Systems is here to help you work from anywhere. Intrepid Control Systems, driven by your data. Hey, how are sales of the Audi e-tron going? And who are the customers who are buying the e-tron and the e-tron sport? And how's that build-to-order process going? We'll get the answers to those questions tomorrow on AutoLine After Hours because our guest will be Matthew Mustafe, the project manager at Audi for the e-tron. Stephanie Brindley from IHS Market will also be on the show. So join me and Gary for some of the best insights into what's going on in the automotive industry. Okay, here's something I've got to say about just-in-time production and the chip shortage. Because with the chip shortage crippling car production, some people are saying the auto industry should abandon just-in-time production. Here's why that is a bad idea and how it's not going to happen. Back in the bad old days, automakers used to have warehouses stacked to the ceiling with inventory. But all that inventory tied up a lot of cash. It required floor space and storage racks, and that drove up cost. Besides, if a part was redesigned, you could not use the new parts until all the old inventory was used up. And if you discovered a defective part, chances were you had an entire warehouse full of defective parts. So having piles of inventory is bad for quality. That's why they went to just-in-time, and that's why they're not going back. With just-in-time production, automakers typically have about one shift worth of inventory on-site. So, yeah, maybe they're going to add a few more buffers of inventory, but they're not going back to having piles of parts. Besides, having lots of inventory only postpones the problem. In other words, instead of running out of chips this month, they would have just run out of chips next month. Anyway, that wraps up today's report. Thanks for watching. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone, solutions for your journey. Intrepid Control Systems, over-the-air engineering, boost your game. Borg Warner, propulsion solutions that support a clean, energy-efficient world. And by ZF, ZF, driving intelligence for software-defined vehicles and transforming next-generation mobility.